Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast special quarantine series, episode number seven. Today, we have a guest that is a friend of mine, and he was a previous guest on the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. He's an actor in LA who's done many films, many TV shows, an absolutely amazing State Farm commercial from 10 years ago. If you uh, YouTube State Farm Buffalo Car, you will see his work. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm going to talk to him about that for sure. He's not going to expect that. Um, But anyway, I'm talking about the star of Netflix's new hit show, Gentified, or Hentified, J.J. Soria. Hey, what's up, J.J. Soria? Welcome to the show, buddy. Good to be back, bro. Good to be back. For the second time Interesting times, huh? Yeah, this is the special, qu- special quarantine series where we're talking about uh, kind of the quarantine and uh, the pandemic and all the stuff going on. How is it affecting you being mm-hmm. in Hollywood and, and the industry and stuff? Well, the industry shut down just like everything else for the most part. Um, we're not, you know, not, not essential. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just, honest, I mean, everyone's situation is a bit different. I'm, I'm very grateful that mine is, uh, it's just easygoing. It's the only thing, only thing I've been doing is uh, gaining weight, you know, being in the quarantine situation. I'm, I'm trying to abide by it. Uh, I'm probably home 98% of the time. So, just you know, getting getting a little chunkier and doing my doing my home workouts, but it hasn't been enough. I, I'm I'm ready and eager to get back into the swing of things, but you know you gotta be smart about this whole thing. What's the like? What's the state in Los Angeles? Is it like I heard like it's like a shelter kind of thing, shelter in place or shelter? So do you have to stay home, yeah, yeah. or is it like kind of like like up to you, or is it like mandated? It's a strong. A strong recommendation. I would. Right. That's how I think. They're to put, stay home. You know, it, it's an order. Yeah, yeah. Just, just stay home. So everyone seems to be abiding by it for the most part, but I, I think people are getting antsy and, and uh, ready to, um, you know, get back to get back in the swing of things. Obviously, for financial reasons and just a quality of life. People want to, you know, people want to have a life. So. And how long have you been? basically in the shelter thing where you're staying home. Like how long have you been in your house for? Six weeks, about six weeks. Yeah. Six I mean, like weeks I said, I, I pretty much, I, I have no reason to leave because my, I, I have all my meals, uh, my, my meals delivered. Oh wow. At least Monday through Friday. Yeah. So it's real convenient. My, my meals are there first thing in the morning and, um, you know, six, like three meals and two, two snacks. So I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? Uh, it, if anything, it's wanting to get, just get out go for a run. Um, maybe need to get some water, but for the most part, I really don't need to leave. So it, again, it, this is, this isn't, it, this yeah. isn't a bad situation for me, except for the yeah. fact that, uh, you know, not being able to hang out with friends and stuff like that. Yeah. That's why this is cool for me being able to Skype people and, and do the podcast. So I can at least talk to people from the outside world and, and have some conversation and, and take myself out of this house for an hour or two, you know, just to have conversation. But I know what you mean about eating too. Cause I'm like, I'm doing a lot more eating and less training being inside for the majority of the day. You know, <laughs> what, 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 that sucks. You know what, I, you know what I found interesting is that like, cause, I, cause I, I'm, I'm not training as much as I, as I usually do, but, um, the commute, I think the commuting 
just even you know getting out your house and going to the gym and then going to just just the the, the random community that you do with within your daily activities a lot of you actually burn a lot of calories just doing just doing on you know your your errands yeah um that that I think that's what I'm carrying. I'm carrying that weight that I, that I that I'm not usually burning up just walking around doing my normal my normal errands. But I'll get it. I'll knock it off. So I've seen. I've talked to a few people so here. Because right now, because right now I'm not cam- right now I'm definitely not camera ready. <laughs> no, but you're always working out, man. You're always on your Instagram, like doing doing workouts oh, yeah, and doing stuff. So you got to. I know you're doing something. Yeah, I'm definitely being active, but it's just, just uh, not to the, the caliber. I, I like working out twice a day, you know, at yeah, least five, right. six days a week. So, you know, it, it's it's just uh, it's, it's switching it up, you know, box training, boxing or, or Muay Thai, and then and then doing strength and conditioning or going to the pool, hitting the pool, hitting the cold no. beach runs. I, I like to I like to get out and about. So what, what do you think about this virus in general? Like, so the majority of people I've talked to, like I had kind of an opinion of it based on Thailand because I'm stuck here in Thailand and they're using a, a more aggressive approach to like battling this thing. So we're like, we're like blocked into our districts, I guess we could say like, you know, the areas here. So it's like, we're wise where the gym is. And there's like Kata, Karan, Patong, you know, all the different, they're not even like cities. They're just like not subdivisions, but like districts. And they have those completely blocked off now. So it's like the roads are blocked, checkpoints, and you can't, like nobody from one district can go to the next district for any reason, like absolutely no reason, unless it's like an emergency that like they have to get clearance for. Um, And they're just going in and like testing people. And like when they find somebody with uh, this virus, then they obviously, not interrogate, I guess, they're hunting them like terrorists, even though they're treating them better. I mean, they're doing the right thing, in my opinion, to to get this thing over with. But they find somebody with corona and then they're, you know, they're talking to them, asking them questions, interviewing them, finding out where they're from, where they're staying, who they've been around for the last like, you know, week, two weeks, whatever it is. And then they go to those places, either the place where they're staying, the accommodation or their friends, and they're testing everyone. And that's how they're kind of like grabbing everybody that has corona and then getting them out. And, and they're doing a good job because, like I said, they're kind of hunting them like terrorists, like where there's like cells and they come in and they're blocking everything off so nobody can like, you know, I guess they're clearing one area at a time. And then when one area is clear, it's going to stay clear because you can't cross over. And right now it's yeah. like the, the cases are going down, um, you know, people are getting recovered. So I think within probably another couple of weeks, there's going to be zero cases in, in Phuket. Problem being, that doesn't help us as business owners and and you know we need people coming into phuket you know we need like flights we need like tourists we need and so that doesn't you know so we need people from other countries and stuff like that to to be coming in so what anyway long story short i was talking to a lot of people and so many people i've talked to have said and and they believe that many people have had this virus and gotten over it and just didn't know they had it like so many people remember other people or themselves being super sick in January or February with the same symptoms, the the sore throats, the cough, the the whatever. They just didn't know what it was because, you know, there was no coronavirus really being big at that time. And then they got over it. And so now they think that like maybe a lot more people had it or have it than, than they say. And it just got over it like a flu. Like it's just a very bad flu that just happens to be strong enough to kill older people. What are your thoughts on that? Well, the first thing I was going to say is I read that uh, Phuket is obviously doing something right because they've ha- managed to have a, a zero increasing rate or death rate recently. They've had consecutive days where there's no nobody died. Is, I, I think, think, I, think I don't think there's been a single death in Phuket. 
I think really? there's been, I think so there's been I, no I death. That there was, that what I just read, I think it was the day before yesterday or yesterday, was that um, Phuket had multiple days in a row where there was either either no other cases, no yep. further cases, or uh, no further deaths. So yeah. one, of the, one of those. I, I, we did which three is days. Great. So we did, we, did, we did three days with no new cases. And, and there's uh, technically the, the total cases I think right now is at 192 or 193. Um, and that's people that's recovered, people that still have it, and people, you know, whatever. So, yeah. and, and no deaths. So, in, regard, in regards to what you're, what you're asking and what I feel about it, in, in Jan, I, well, first of all, yesterday I just got tested uh, for COVID. I had to come down and uh, test me, and, and um, I'm waiting the results of that. But cause, because, it's just for the peace of mind because I was sick in January and I, I never get sick. I, I rarely ever get sick. And right. usually if I do, it's a sinus infection. I pop some amoxicillin for about a week and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular circa, this particular case, whatever the fuck I had, uh, I, I, I felt it in my, my nasal passage, ended up getting some amoxicillin, took it and it didn't, it didn't go away. And I was like, Oh fuck. It, it hit me pretty hard. For, like, I guess like I would say, but, two, three weeks, which is, that's, I mean, I never get sick like that, you know? Yeah. So it had, it had me, it had me down from, it was the end of December into January. Cause I remember New Year's Eve, I stayed home. Um, so I could have been sick. I'm hoping, I'm hoping the best case scenario is that I get these results back and they say that I had COVID and that, um, the, I think it's the antibodies would be in my system right. for at least for a certain period of time. So, um, they say well, I would be immune, so hopefully that's the best case scenario. Hope that hopefully that's what I hear back because uh, I would like I would love to go be able to go see my mom and you know get to see my parents and and just you know make sure they're all good, which they seem to be all good. But you know just be able to, be able to, to go hug them and whatnot. But um, yeah, yeah, same so same thing, same case. I feel like people have had it for a while. And this because this because this couldn't have just sprung up like uh hives just overnight like that you know what i mean I, i've been i've been keeping track of it for a while and um I've, people have trapped people obviously when there was murmurs about it right the uh, low rumblings uh in february or march when people start to kind of hear about it over here uh it had been going on so and people have yeah. been traveling you know so right. it, it's had to admit and even if it says highly contagious as they say it's it's been around so yeah. um i'm i'm just, i'm eager to get back to get, getting life back to the way it is and and listen i think I, in many ways this was this whole experience i i look at the cup half full and um i think that there are many benefits of this time period there's a lot of people being really introspective and and Having to face whatever demons they have within themselves, it gets it gets people um, uh, to take a different perspective, or, or or maybe take a step back and look at life that's bigger than just. As much as people want to get back to um, their daily life because of finances, it definitely makes you take a step back and and understand that there's more to life than just money, right? And chasing the bag, uh, ch- chasing the bag is a Obviously, if you want to play the game in society, you know, you want to be, be a part of society, yes, financial 
wealth is important, but there is no other health that's more important than your health, right? So health right. is the ultimate wealth. So I think it's definitely put people that that weren't taking their health um, as a priority now making them take it a pride maybe taking that into consideration and like you know what let me get my shit together and because most people that are really hit hard by this are people that are overweight or have respiratory issues you know what i mean so um maybe a, what how much of our nation the united states is overweight you know and yeah, and um, maybe it'll, it'll, and there, and that's listen bro that what you ultimately have you could have all this shit in the world as you know you can have all this shit in the world have as many cars as many whatever the fuck you want this is your ultimate car. You should treat this as your Bugatti, your Ferrari, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Your most prized possession. This is it. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's definitely woken some people up. And um, that's it. That's, I, I feel that when people are the, the best version of, the, of themselves, that is only best for the world. So yeah. people are taking care of themselves. It's a domino effect. You take care of yourselves physically and mentally. That is going to, in turn, affect how you treat other people. And in effect, again, domino effect. The rest, if we all just took care of ourselves, that would, I think it would make the world a better place. For sure. Absolutely, man. I love your positivity, too. And, you know, I think it's not a coincidence. I mean, I didn't talk to you about this at all leading into the show. And now you said you were sick as well in December, January. So it's like almost every single person on this quarantine series podcast that I've had from all different walks of life and areas have either known somebody that was sick or were sick in that time frame. Um, and I know people as well. So it's like, I don't think it's a coincidence. And I, and I think that's actually a good thing. I think, I think if that's the case, <clears throat> then that's people beating it and that's people tolerating and dealing with it. So I'm, I'm, seeing hope there. So I hope that is the case. And, and, and there's immunity being built up in, in our systems. And this thing is going to just kind of blow over as a really, really bad flu. But like you mentioned, the like, uh, viruses in the past, like the, the worst one being the Spanish flu, you know, I mean, that was, a you know, it was as contagious as this was. But I mean, it was like, I mean, 50 million people died. And it was like, I forgot how many people it was a 2% fatality rate. So something like how many billion people had it. So it's like, that thing spread like that. And that was back in like, early 1900s, when there wasn't like planes and cars and, you know, all the traveling and mingling that we do now. So it's hard to imagine something back then could spread so fast, so big, so wide. But yet this is still spreading so relatively slow, considering how spread out it is. I mean, it is across the entire world. But there's only so many new cases a day in the thousands versus the millions. So it's like, I think there's just a lot of people that have it that, that's not showing up on the test and they're getting over it. I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of that's an explanation for this, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. And it's, it's going to take them a while to build up a vaccine for it. Um, but, or we'll um, do it, you know, we'll do it. I mean, it, it will eventually happen with our human bodies. And, and the more people I think in, in the human race that get it, the more immunity will be built up just just out of nature. You know, I mean, like this is kind of what happens with viruses when 70 to 80 percent of the population get it. Usually an immunity is built up and then it just kind of fades out. That's how we've beaten viruses exactly. in the past. And then it'll, it'll, be, it'll, be just like, it'll be just like, the, uh, you know, as we look at the common flu or anything right. else. But yeah, I, I'm eager to, again, that's all I can say is I'm eager to get back, back to yeah, life and um, get back in the swing of things. Yeah. And, and again, I'll, and obviously it has to be done in a way that 
uh, makes sense and and uh, as long as our because the biggest issue is is was what is that our our hospitals were being apparently overwhelmed their staff were overwhelmed. could have there been wasn't enough yeah that was the fear i don't they think it's have... happened i don't i think it's happened only in certain areas like italy and really hard really hard hit areas and small areas but for the most part even in new york i heard as bad as new york's getting hit right now i talked to a couple people in new york matt sarah was my last guest and i talked to some other people and they said that it's not a big deal there as far as i mean it's a big deal but it's not like the hospitals are overran and there's people waiting outside and they're dying out in the street so it's not as it's not that that's the fear but it hasn't been the reality yet except in certain areas like italy and and small uh, tight-knit groups yeah Yo, that the, the fight card that's coming up with with the uh, Fight Island. Yo, wait, Fight yeah. Island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, first, before we get into that, though, first, before we get into that, I got it. Got to get into. Uh, I'm gonna get into this uh, Genify, bro. Like, I, I gotta ask you about your stuff. Oh, a- I gotta ask yeah. you, man. I gotta ask you. So I, I watched that and. Uh, it's good, man. It's good, and uh, you think? I, I I saw your softer side coming out in there in uh, episode number uh, seven, eight, when you were going to propose and then decided not to, and then ended that little soft note, little soft JJ Soria, dude. Fucking, you're good, man. You're a good actor. I've seen a lot of different angles, you know, and and, and characters that you play, but like, man, it, first of all, I got to say, how are you enjoying, or how did you enjoy that show? And at the end, obviously, there's a lot of questions. I mean, I don't want to give anything away. So it's like, what's next? Is there going to be something next? Well, I mean, like a, a second season? Is that what you're referring to? I mean, yeah, I don't want to give anything that, away because, I mean, it's hard to explain my thoughts on the ending. There is a lot that can happen, right? But but you're but there's a big question. There's a couple big question marks. So it's like, is there gonna do? You, do you know of a second season and that's gonna happen? Because it'd be great if there is. But it ended in a way where I was just it was it was a, you know it was a great ending. But it, it was like, it definitely want you want more. You you we want you want to see more. You know exactly. At least wanting more, and uh, at least you wanting more. In regards to a second season, I do. There's no official word. Uh, if you were to ask me if we were gonna come back, like you just did, I bet that we would. I, yeah. My money, my money. I'm a betting man, and I would bet my, I'd bet the house that we would come back. I could totally be wrong, but um, I really do believe that we'll come back. Um, and there is so, you know, yes, they leave you wanting more. I love the fact that they're half-hour segments. People want because yep. at the end of every, at the at the end of every uh, episode, everyone is exactly that they want more. And people are like, okay, you guys should make it an hour. And I'm like, nah, let's keep it half hour. Keep people yeah. wanting more. You want people to want to tune back in, and I, I like that. Give a manageable, give you a manageable bite, and and. Um, Enough to digest, but enough to keep to keep you coming back and wanting to see it. And it's a it's a great binge worthy show. Ten episodes, you knock out like that. People knock it out in one two days. And um, again, like I said, they're wanting more. So uh, I think I think we have we have the audience right where we want them. Yeah, it seems like there's a I, definitely a. Oh, go ahead. In regards to the experience, um, it was great. I I. I Basically, I was I was in Costa Rica when they presented to me. I was living my best life in Costa Rica, and uh, I wasn't accepting any projects at the time. I wasn't looking at anything, but then I read that, and I go, damn, this is good. And I knew what I could offer it, came back, literally landed, went to the audition, crushed it, did my thing, you know, showed what I had to offer, and... Um, the rest is history, but I, I I told them in that room, I go, this is, this, this is, a, the script is a hit, yeah. you know, if, if, if you could translate what's on this page 
to uh, you know to to life, bring it bring it to life. I, I believed I believed in this project from the moment I got it. So this is the way I talk about us having a second season. My my um, my approach to it, my confidence in this project has been has been the same through and through. So um, yeah, that I, it was a great it was a great opportunity. I mean, I love you. You've seen the oath, and I, that's that's what I love. I love um, the the running, jumping gun, get down. I love all that shit. Yeah, you know, because I'm an athlete. Yeah, yeah. I identify more as, a, as an athlete than I do as an actor. Uh, I may not be an elite athlete, but that's where I've played sports all my life and everything. So, like, having, getting my heart pumping and running and shooting and all that, I love all that shit. So, so when I was pr- approached with this opportunity to uh, play more of my comedic side, I was like, all right, I, I, I embraced, obviously, like I said, I read the script and I embraced it and I, still, I knew what I had to offer it and um, what I can do in that world. Uh, was exciting so I said you know what let me let me go ahead and and do this it was a great opportunity and um, to flex my comedic muscle if you will and show a different side and uh, people are getting introduced to that yeah it can't you know when you say 30 minutes a lot of people probably like wow that you know it must be very fast and doesn't cover a lot but you know, the show tackles a lot of issues of that culture, which is your culture. It's not my culture, but I'm into it. And it was interesting. And it was, it was fascinating for me to watch it. And like you said, it's enough where you're not getting to a point where it's getting redundant or you get bored at any point. So it's, it's a 30 minute episode, but you watch the whole thing and then it's over and and you're like, Oh shit, I'm ready for another one. You know, it's, it's, it's not where it gets in there and it starts getting boring and you're like, okay, you know, so it's, I think it's done very well, man. And I think it captures so much in that culture and so many different issues that are important and, and that are actually current. I think it's going to have a big fan base, man, and, and continue to have a bigger fan base. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be very good, man. Yeah. What, what I, the way I describe it is it's a family story through a window you haven't looked into before. So like, let's say, the television or your monitor is the the window that you get to see through, and we've seen through all the different different. We've seen through different cultures, <clears throat> um, the, what life is like in those households. Um, so this particular family story is one that's relatable to all families because it's it's a family story which we right. all have, but. Again, like through a through a window you haven't seen before, so you're seeing the cultures and and but so you're seeing the differences, but you're also seeing how you can relate. Oh, I have a relationship with my siblings that way, or my parents or grandparents in in this case. Um, so there's there's definitely there's definitely things that um, will resonate with the masses, but at the same time you're getting a education and culture as well. And how things are different. So, uh, what, what what has been an honor to be a part of with this thing is that it's it's impacted a community and, and given them an opportunity to be seen. And, and man, that the I read messages and DMs and and just comments on how the community, specifically of Boyle Heights, um, it feels, and not just Boyle Heights, because there's a there's a Boyle Heights is where the story takes place. There is a yeah. Boyle Heights all over barrios like it throughout the United States and even in other countries. You know what I'm saying? Again, it's a family story and the cultures and the culture goes far and wide. Um, so 
the the, the 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 communities have have hit me up and been like, man, thank you so much. We feel seen. Uh, I, I, it's like I'm, I'm watching a piece of my life, and that's actually when I read it. That's what I got. I was like, oh yeah. shit! It's like they they were they do they have a camera on me? Am I when I was growing up? Because this is how I communicated or communicate with my cousins and um, the relationships that they have there was just something that was so real to me. I was actually I was actually born in Boyle Heights. So, matter of fact, talk about things coming full circle. There's a scene at a hospital, and the scene that we shot at that hospital or in front of the hospital was actually the hospital that I was born at. Oh, crazy. So, yeah, right? So, I mean, first of all, I had never, I think I told you this last time, acting was never part of my dream. My dream was to be an athlete. Yeah. And uh, to... But I made a choice, and I did it. And to go from not having no interest in, in being in this industry to then all of a sudden going back it taking me it, it, it being the vessel to take me back to where I was born and and I'm and, and in the scene that I'm shooting shooting it's looking at an ultrasound coming out of the hospital of a baby right of, well my baby actually so to be specific so um I'm shooting this scene of looking at an ultra a fucking baby ultrasound Looking back at the hospital, which I was just born That's at, crazy, and I'm man. just That's like, so crazy. What the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> like, dude. There, there are no accidents. There are no accidents, man. Uh, I truly believe that uh, there are no accidents in life. And as yeah. much as there could have been five of the guys that could play this role, apparently I was the person supposed to play it. And um, yeah. well, you do I'm a very job. proud. I'm very proud. Yeah, I'm very proud, man. I'm very honored. Honored, honors is the word. I don't, I don't use those words often, but I'm, I'm honored because, like I said, to be an, a v- part of a vessel of inspiration to so many, um, that was not, that was never my, my goal with this, right. but to, to uh, be a part of that and to hit me the way it has, it's like hell yeah, man, hell yeah, I, I love being part of that representation and and uh, to that that part of that thing that makes people feel good and inspired to, and to see themselves and make them and be a part of the, them, the, the ignition, if you will, of believing in themselves to be like, Oh yeah, if he could do it, I can do it. Right. right Whatever right. there it is. That's pretty, that's pretty dope. Yeah. And, and it seems like from hearing this now, I mean like the fact that you fit that part so well and then you can play the part so well because you're such a good actor is, is amazing. And I think it, it can be, you know, the struggle of the show can be so familiar to anybody because there's a lot of cultures that have that battle between the culture, the family and survival. And, and it's that whole thing of like, you know, you know, the, the, like they're, they're having the protest, the culture of that area and, and, and saving it versus surviving and, and keeping the, you know, the restaurant versus the family thing. So it's like, it, it, it's interesting, man. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great show. And it dies. Uh, it dives into gentrification. It dives yep. into homosexuality, Everything. you know, and how and how that affects the home. Um, it just it, again, it touches on so many things. But without what I love about it is that it's non-biased. It just presents it. It just yes. presents it. Not, not saying that it just presents the facts of yeah. how it's de- how it is like dealing dealing with those topics in this family, and. Um, not leaning any which way. Uh, there's no agenda. 
it's just this is how the life how our life is and this family is and and these are the topics that come that are um that have come up and, and how it affects the family so it, 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 it sparks conversation or can spark conversation on those things on those topics so um so this yeah. is gonna be a this is gonna be a dumb question, man. Uh, you can probably laugh at because of, of my culture, I guess. But uh, so is it normal in your in, in this culture, this Latino culture, uh, Spanish culture, whatever, of speaking English and Spanish at the same time? Yeah. Is that normal? I'm surprised you don't know being from Texas. But nobody, I'm, I, I don't speak Spanish, so anytime I speak to somebody who speaks Spanish and English, they just speak English to me. So all my friends that speak Spanish speak English to me. But then seeing the show, it's like in the middle of, of saying something, it's like half English and half Spanish. And I've seen this in person too yeah. with other people talking. So is that just completely normal? Like that, and, and that culture yeah, is totally to mix the languages together? I find that fascinating for, for sure, some reason. For sure. Well, and you got someone like myself who I was, and I was born here. And my, my father is from Mexico. My mother is Mexican, but was born in the States. But I was raised with my mom. So whenever I go to my my father's family's, that side of my family's house, that where they all speak Spanish, um, I'm what's called a pocho. So like I can understand Spanish, and I spoke Spanish growing up a little bit. Excuse me. So I'm very I'm very familiar with it but I feel more comfortable speaking English. So they'll speak to me in Spanish and because they understand English and because I understand Spanish for the most part, you know, I'll get the gist of what they're saying and I'll just, re I'll reply primarily in English because that's what I feel comfortable speaking. But, and then sometimes I'll, I'll toss some Spanish in there as well. So yeah, they'll be talking to me in one language and I'll be talking back in another. Uh, that's, it's, it's pretty common. So it's kind of like just a, like a preference kind of thing. Cause I'll see like, like like Anna or whatever, she'll start in Spanish and and then the same you know conversation, the same dialogue, she'll turn into speaking English to her mother or whatever, it, like without even stopping. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's more of a, it's more of a preference of like certain things you like to say in English, or maybe it has a different emphasis, and then certain things that you like to say in Spanish. Uh, it was just fascinating to me to see it change without even going back and forth like like me talking to you right now in english and then in the middle of what i'm saying going to spanish you know what i mean like I, it, it was just fascinating yeah. to me yeah. to see that yeah it's, it's uh that's pretty common it's pretty and it was common. also making you me have to like, jerk my head over and see the subtitles like <laughs> like really fast because i was like <laughs> understand 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 no idea what's going on sit <laughs> if i was like looking away yeah yeah <laughs> You know, the, the, the reasoning behind that is, though, because uh, at least when my family, on uh, my mom's side of the family was um, growing up, they didn't, they wanted to use, my grandparents, my mom's parents, they wanted to use Spanish as their secret language. So they, they didn't actually didn't even teach their kids Spanish growing up. Okay. I mean, they, they, they spoke it to each other and then they, they um their kids, my aunts, uncles, my mom, they had to learn Spanish kind of outside the home. And then as they grew older, they started speaking more Spanish to them. But they they were also kind of, um, what is the word, provoked to to assimilate. You know, mm -hmm. that's what it was all about. It was, you wanted to be, you know, you wanted to be like the Joneses, basically. You want to be like everybody else. Gotcha, so, yeah. It, you know, they, it was you'd speak Spanish at home, but in public you'd want to keep it in English. So when I grew up, by the time I came around, 
I primarily spoke English for a couple of different reasons, but um, yeah, that, that's that's kind of it was assim- assimilating was the was the primary reason. Cool, man. So, so what is the difference of? So you're with Crackle. I'm not familiar with the difference of of what. I, I don't really know exactly other than just a platform what Crackle is. But how how is the difference of working? Uh, on the last project with Crackle and then being part of the Netflix family. Now, it seems like Netflix is coming on like really, really big, doing big shows, doing big movies. They seem to be like the powerhouse right now because they have so much reach. When you when you started this show with Netflix, was it like being welcomed into a family? Was there something definitely different about it? Or, or how was that? Yeah. Well, it definitely, you know, Netflix has a lot more money. So um, the I would say the, the marketing aspect was different. They really pushed... They really push this show, um, and definitely they, they definitely make you feel welcomed to the Netflix family. They say once once you you know you do a Netflix series, you're you're in that family, and, and um, you know they definitely keep you an eye an eye on you for other projects in the future. That's that uh, is a, a Netflix production. So um, yeah, that answers your question. Is yeah. Yeah, so you're enjoying Netflix. <laughs> Long story short, it's good. For sure, man. Yeah, man. I'm ready to. I'm ready to do. I've already been considered for a couple other things by them. So, um, so yeah, man. I have no complaints. Not not going against Netflix because Netflix does film and they do do television, obviously, or, or series. Um, is your preference? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's different, I'm sure, and, and you might like both, but is your preference to get like a good movie role and, and focus all your time on that one film? Or is your preference to work like, you know, on a, on a, a series and, and do each episode? Like what is your preference as a, I guess it for your work? It's a case by case basis. So if I get a script, like I, I enjoyed doing the oath, I could have done another season of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I love that show. It just, it just didn't come back around. Um, I, I do enjoy doing TV series, but I also love having a um, a kind of knowing there's a beginning and an end as well. And this is a, this is a story we're telling with a film, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually itching. I'm itching to do a, a some type of military film or, or, mm-hmm. or fighting film. I gotta I gotta get. Um, that's my dream, man. I have like I've like one movie to my credit, dude. It was like a smallest role ever, but that's like that was my dream as a kid. Action film, man. I wanted to be like Chuck Norris. What and movie shit. was? I was in Beatdown. What movie I was, was it? I was in Beatdown. I fought Rudy Youngblood in the the final scene of the movie. The the uh, Rudy Youngblood like is that. the he's the guy. Uh, uh, he uh, was nominated for an Academy Award in Mel Gibson's Apocalypse no, movie. Yeah, he just yeah, ran through no, the movie. I so I fought him in the final fight of a, a movie called Beatdown, which also had uh, Michael Bisping and a couple other fighters in it. And but I mean, it was literally like I flew in did this long fight scene. It was the last fight scene. And then I was out. So I didn't get a real good feel of it. But that being said, I was still in my fight career. I was still doing UFC and everything. But like my dream, though, it's never happened, is what you're doing and what you're wanting next is like an action film. And like to see The Rock, which is a big inspiration for me, knocking out these action films and, and doing these fucking awesome, you know, action sequences in Michael Bay films, you know, like the one with, uh, the Ryan Reynolds just did. And like, that shit is just exciting as shit to me. That would, that would be like a dream job for me. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. I'm going to have to keep that in mind when I'm, when I'm leading in one of these military, cause I'm, that, that's where my career is going. That's, I mean, ultimately yeah, that's what I envision for my, and see myself doing, uh, more. If, if you want to label me or whatever, I, I see myself, I could hold that position of being the Latino, um, Liam Neeson or just military, whatever, you know, like that, that type, that realm, that, that world, 
I can be the the uh, there, there could be there could be a number of us, but I, I'll be one. You know what I'm saying? And 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 one of my and then one of my projects, I gotta get you in. Yeah, so hell yeah, dude. I drink. hope so, man. I hope so. That's why I keep bringing you back on the show, man. I'm just gonna you keep know, bringing you back on until you finally get me something, dude. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna just keep I'll like, find, like I'll, find <laughs> I'll find you a role. I get you. I get you in there. Fifteen UFC fights. You think they'd at least let me kick somebody in the head? I can do that. You know, I can punch somebody. Jesus, I did it fifteen times in the UFC. Hey. Come on, guys. Come on, give me a chance. Doug, if Tyron <laughs> can do it, you can do it. Tyron, Tyron's a hard worker too, man, and I can work like he can. So. I, know, I think no I can doubt. work as hard hey, as Tyron. I worked with Tyron. He's I worked awesome, with Tyron on uh, on five zero Hawaii five zero. But Tyron has L.A. Man, that's the problem with me. Is like I got Lynn, I got you, and Arnold, and all these friends in L.A. that can help me like get some stuff and do. Because I just want to do it for fun and like just be involved. I, I would be involved in any way, you know. Just, just I love the film industry. I love talking to you guys. I love yeah. supporting you guys. I love watching you guys. I'd love to be on set. I'd love to be a part of it. I'm just super fascinated with film. But the problem is I'm stuck in Thailand. So when I do go to L.A., as you know, because we we meet up so, so not so often or whatever. But uh, I'm in L.A. for such a brief time. And it's like I'm trying to get a house there. I, I want to get a house where I can uh, base myself in L.A. more primarily there and then come back and forth to Thailand to make sure the gym's doing good and and eventually, you know, call that my home. But then like stuff like this happens with this coronavirus and now the gym shut down until this is over and it's like another setback. So it's like each time I get closer to making that happen, it's like another thing happens to kind of set it back. Here, I'm going to I'm going to I want to share my perspective on it and I'll, and I'll say this. First of all, you had dreams of creating your own fucking gym in Thailand. Yep. And you fucking did it. You did it. And it's bad as it's the best fucking gym. It's a it's a it's a gym <laughs> slash resort. It's a fantasy, bro. Thanks, you created bro. that. And I'm not saying that to just throw um hype at you. I'm telling you because it's my perspective, it's what I've seen. So um you you've done that and you're you're plant, you've planted the seeds to to have these other dreams happen. So this pandemic, this this time right now, the way I look at it as there's a, there's a, there's a everything happens for a reason. There's a big picture reason, and then everyone has their own personal reasons on like why shit happens in their life. And I could I think at this time the way you could look at it is this is testing your faith in yourself. And your belief in yourself to be like, because you could be like, damn, I had all this shit, all this shit going. The, 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 the gym was having record numbers and, and all this shit. And all of a sudden it went to shit. You could say that and be like, or you could be like, OK, this is just a time that's testing me and my faith in myself to make it happen. You are making it happen and it's still going to happen. You're still going to make shit happen after this shit dies down, right. for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, yeah. Once it's all over, um, you're going to pick back up and, and go back about your business. So if anything, this is an opportunity to test your, to test your faith and also in your, again, in yourself and um, sharpen up your tools wherever you need. You know, this is an opportunity. When, when has time stopped for you? But now time has stopped. So whatever yeah, you need no, to get, right. get, get, get your ducks in order in other areas, doing standup is something that I've always been interested in. Yeah. So now that during this downtime, I could write, you know, and, and I, I could uh, it gives me an opportunity to work on that muscle and flexing that muscle. So there's that de definitely creative 
ways to 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 express yourself during this time and uh, create content. You know, all these different ways. It's just a matter of if if you're willing. Yeah, you definitely and you and then Jennifer, you did the same thing, man. You showed that that comedic side a little bit as well, and uh, you actually showed a lot of stuff. That was and you were a cholo for a day too when you came out for the protest, had the teardrop under your eye. So you 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 did everything, bro. Like you you covered every single aspect in this in this show. So like yeah, that, this kind of touched on everything, bro. Quick question: the the framing of me. Are you only getting my face? Because I good. see we're good, bro. You're good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. That's what. We're sure. good, man. I want to make sure we're you good. can see see me. I can't wait to get back to the gym, dog. I really am. I'm. Fucking, I don't even know how to express it. I I feel you, dude. And that, see, this is you, man. This is the JJ I know, man. You're ready. You're hungry. And like, I have this this huge AK Thailand down the road, but I had I don't have a single dumbbell, which I recently put on my Instagram. But like, I'm stuck at my house. And by the by the time we got locked down, it was like too late to to leave again. So like, by the time I found out I couldn't go to AK Thailand, I couldn't go like it wasn't like they're like okay in two days from now you can't go to ak thailand so like i don't have even a dumbbell here so it's like i'm on my patio doing like push-ups and like you know just doing like body weight workout and getting the sun mostly just trying i'm not trying to be all crazy and be athletic but like just to maintain because bro i'm eating like a savage in this in this uh uh, this quarantine man because it's like all day it's like i'm i'm working i'm planning podcasts i'm 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 doing emails i'm i'm working on marketing stuff but i'm just sitting and like walking around the house and then my kitchen's right there so i'm like just seeing food and like i'm just i'm just hungry bro i don't know why so i'm just eating like a savage that's weird, that's weird. It just and it's that are you, so are you hungry or you're bored Bored you because be bored. You're, I'm you never that it. hungry though. I always have to remember to eat, you know, and that's what's hard for me to gain uh-huh. weight when I'm at work and I'm going to the gym and I'm like, you know, I'm training there. I'm, I'm talking to people. I'm interacting. I'm, you know, tr- or going to the islands and trying to get marketing for the gym, whatever the case, I got to remember to eat. But like walking around the house, it's like, yeah, it's like a little bit of almost boredom. And the fact that I've stocked up so much stuff that I have like this kind of buffet kind of at, you know, 10 minutes to, to prepare you know, of stuff in my house. So it's like, I have this variety of food I don't usually have here. And it's like, man, that sounds really good right now. I'll probably do better work or a better podcast if I eat this nice meal, you know? And then I'm just eating, dude, just like, just gobbling, bro. So I gotta like, I gotta work out or I'm gonna gain so much weight. Yeah, I feel you on that. That's why I I keep moving. Even when I eat, I stand up. I don't even, I try not even sit down for the most part. I just try to stand up and eat. I hear you, hey what's up guys sorry about the break but i have to thank our sponsor ak thailand as usual um, i know you guys are getting stir crazy in your houses in this pandemic this thing's been going on for a long time it might be going on for a little while longer here until you're able to travel if coming to ak thailand and phuket is on your destination list i'm going to make it easier for you by giving you 30 percent off which is in our new reopen special that's still going on right now at akthailand.com you can go to the website the pricing page is completely set up all you have to do is book your group class be it for one week Uh, one month, two weeks, three months, six months, one year, you can get 30% discount, which is the best deal we've ever done and the best deal we will ever do. Um, It will not last long. Once we we get to a certain allocation of uh, uh, budget, we're going to stop this thing because it's a third of our revenue. But in the meantime, it is still active. As long as you can go to akthailand.com and book it at 30%, 
the sale's still going on. If you have any questions, you can email us at info at akthailand.com. We can answer any questions. And, and listen, guys, this is transferable to someone else. Say you buy the training right now and you can't come or you decide not to, you can give it to somebody else or you can buy it for somebody else and you can use it anytime in the future. So obviously we can't predict when this pandemic's gonna be over. It will be over. We know that. We just don't know when. Now, maybe next month, maybe the month after next. We don't know. So if you take advantage of this 30% off right now and you purchase your training, say you purchase a month or uh, you know a couple weeks and, and you don't get to use it until maybe next year, there's no problem. You can, you can do that. You can use it anytime in the future. Um, so it's a good time to take advantage of the sale. Again, 30% discount on all group classes. That's MMA. BJJ, strength and conditioning, Muay Thai, yoga. Um, we have all-inclusive packages. We have martial art packages. We have strength and conditioning packages. All of the group classes are on discount for 30% going on right now, akthailand.com. All right, back to the podcast. Did you enjoy training with Tyron? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. so, but. Dude, Tyron, Tyron was like my, he, he lit the fire. So I'm always training to stay in shape and, you know, I'm 40 years old. So, yeah. you know, being the owner of a gym, you want to be in good shape because you, you, you want to showcase what a gym can do that you built obviously. And then me being 40 years old helps out because there's a lot of 40 year olds that want to be in shape, but don't, don't aren't motivated, you know, where they're not that, you know, they need that inspiration. So I'm trying to help that, you know, and you know, like on my, on my Instagram, it's like, it may, it may look like I'm flexing a lot or whatever the case, but in reality, bro, I've never tried to flex or, or do anything to hurt anybody that's less fortunate or or that doesn't have something. Every intention I've ever had when I've posted pictures of working out or doing fun things or cruising the islands or whatever is to show what you can do. Because as I was coming up, man, I lived in small town, Texas, dude. At one point I was in a trailer house. At another point I was at a small ranch house. I grew up like real small, real low, you know, it wasn't nothing, you know, like it was just a farm and nothing. So, you know, I was looking at like DuPont registry and like looking at all these magazines of like rich houses and yachts and boats and cars and shit that I still don't have at 40 years old, you know, and like that motivated me and inspired me to want to work hard and be something. And so like, I like to try to motivate and inspire. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, 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 you know, make the gym look good and, and, and show that, you know, you can come live this lifestyle and train in Phuket and have the beaches and the fun things to do and stay in good shape. But, you know, so, so I want to, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to be fit. And, and, and that's kind of a priority for me. So I don't want to be fat after quarantine. <laughs> Doug, all those things that you said you're trying to do, you're doing it because because that's as a as a viewer, as a like you said, we don't talk that often, but so so social media is how I, I keep up with you, and um, everything you're talking about trying to do, I would take out the word trying because you're fucking doing it. You're in amazing shape, 40 years old, you're, and the way you you, you describe it, you're trying like you said, you're trying to show how you can travel and do all these different things while you're doing it. Um, it, it you make it, you, it, it's a resort experience. And I mean, shit, I don't, I don't know how anybody else wouldn't want to go to Thailand and work out there because it is, it's everything that you show. It, it, it's paradise. Yeah, it's real, man. It is real. What I show for sure. I mean, like when I, and that, that kitchen is bomb. I've had the food in the fucking kitchen. The kitchen's, the kitchen's bomb. Uh, the food there's great. The just the I want to I want to go stay in the um, the the rooms. Have they been built yeah. yet? They're they're all built now, right? 
the, yeah. the residency. Yeah, so we have right, right across, uh, yeah, we have accommodation right across from the gym, right across the street. So that's where Tyron stayed the last time when he was training. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, man, you know what? I, I got sidetracked, man, on that story, and, and I completely didn't go back to answer your first question. Um, but Tyron, it was great training with him because he lit that fire because I was training – um, before I got completely sidetracked right now on this crazy motivational speak, um, I was training like always to be in shape and look in shape and, and feel good and just carry, carry myself well and feel good, you know, and like be able to go out to the islands and swim and be athletic, you know, and stuff like that. When Tyron came back, he lit that fire cause I wanted to train alongside him. And so he lit that fire of like that ultimate shape then. So like when I started training with Tyron, I had to try to hang with Tyron. I had to try to compete with Tyron. Cause when I train with people, bro, that, that competitive side of me comes out that's always been there back from the early days of AKA. So like yeah. I'm, I'm killing myself trying to you know match him and be with him. And so he's getting great work and I'm getting like crazy good work. And that started me on this path of getting like in super shape, which is where I felt like I was kind of when this, this, this uh, pandemic hit. Yeah. And I'm kind of falling from there. I'm falling from there, but he, he was the one that lit that fire. So to answer your question, like he, he was awesome to have here, man. And he loves it. He wants us to be his pre-camp. It's a great environment. As you know, it's a great environment to train here. You know, there's no reason why you, you shouldn't be able to train and get a good workout and also enjoy the beach and also enjoy the great food at the restaurant and enjoy the view and enjoy cruising on the bike down by the, the water. And so it's like, it's kind of a cool environment to train in. That's definitely not hindering the training process. Nah, it's ideal, bro. It is ideal. I, I've uh, been wanting itching to go back since I've. The reason I haven't gone back is because there's so many other places that I need to visit as well. Like I said, I just went to Costa Rica. That was amazing. Ashley, what'd you, I was going to ask you, what did you do there, man? What, what was your point of going there? Just living life. So, because I had I'd done the oath in Puerto Rico. Like, my mm-hmm. dog, I'm so grateful. I'm so <laughs> fucking grateful, dog. I was doing a show in Puerto Rico, uh, 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 you know, the oath, and yeah. it was an amazing experience on an island. I go from there, and then I go film Hawaii Five O in Hawaii. Yeah. To, and, I, I, and I go and I go and, and I go meet Tyron, who I'm a fan of, become yeah. friends with him, and, and get to okay, he moved around with me just just mess around and then i got to meet um uh holloway over over at their at their gym for them in the gym right now um what's it what's the name of their gym over there i'm not sure where okay. holloway trains bro he's uh, a great so guy I went over there yeah and, and hang out with them for a second uh and then i come back i come back from that experience and then i go to costa rica just for fun just for fun for for like cool about a month, like three, not three weeks. And I touched down every Providence. I touched down in every Providence of Costa Rica. I was in it and I went scuba diving. I went to, uh, um, this music, music festival. I went to the volcanoes. I went to the hot springs. I went everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. I did it all. I did it all. And then, and then I come back, I, I land and, I get the Hentified gig. So, I mean, life is, I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful. I've worked hard. I've worked hard for everything that I have, but yep. uh, nonetheless, I'm super, super grateful and, and uh, excited for, for what's next. And you got to live and you got to travel, man. And like, this is thing, this is something I think people don't get. Like as an entrepreneur, like I could have, 
like for me, setting this gym up <clears throat> was very ambitious, but it was like, if I could pull it off, it would have been what I wanted because I love the freedom of travel and I love the freedom of being here and doing stuff like, you know I mean? Like there's only one world, you know, we only have one world that we're going to live in this body. So it's like, I love traveling, love seeing the world, like what you just did going to Costa Rica, dude, you can't put a price on some of these things. Like when you go to places and, and see cultures and you're never going to do it again, you know? And it's, it's like, that's a huge priority for me to, to be able to do stuff like that. And, you know, you got billionaires that have tons of money, but they work 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day and have to answer to things and be in certain, you know, their schedule so tight, they can't travel. It's like, that's not a, a life that I would, I would want, you know, I'd rather be kind of, I'd rather be rich and successful. Of course, I want to be rich and successful, but to a level where I can still travel and live, you know? You know, uh, for me, to, for me being like, it's not, it's not about a dollar amount to me. I, I could, all I care about is I have enough to do whatever the hell I want. And, um, my, my most, what, what matters to me the most is, the experience of life so like right now during this pandemic people are have been like oh man they're 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 taking this moment to be like oh shit you know life can be gone at any moment and i'm like yeah but life could be gone at any moment period like not just a pandemic not just a yeah. pandemic it's like like that's why i always say it doesn't matter whether i'm filming a show in, in puerto rico or hawaii or whether i'm working whether I'm on vacation or whether I'm doing my laundry, my spirit, my energy, that how I approach my life is always consistent. And uh, because I realize I, I keep death at the forefront of my mind as a motivator because I'm like, shit, I, I get excited by knowing that I could be gone like that at any time. Right. Yep. I, it excites me because I go and then I'll share this with the audience. Um, that will see this. Hopefully, they, hopefully they, they, they take they take this to heart. Which is, it's not about what you can get out of life. It's about what you can give. And the, you give all of your side. You give your full effort. You give your full effort to being a human being. Period. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Like all that. Like all that basic shit. If you just give your full effort to your to every area of your life, um, it'll only amplify your existence. Like it, it'll. Yes, it will amplify your existence by being by looking at life from a place of gratitude, keeping like death as a motivator to understand to understand that you could be gone at any moment, and then to lead your life led by gratitude and just being grateful for the simple things like air. And then when something big drops off, like pops off, like let's say fucking win the lotto, it only makes it that much more awesome because you're already grateful for the small things. And then when you you give that that full effort to life, it's just like. At least in my, my opinion and my experience, I know that whenever I go, whenever I die, whether it be when I get off the phone with you or 80 years from now or whatever, I'm going to be at peace because I know that I gave my full effort. I did it. I, I gave everything I got to this experience called life. So we've already won. We've already won. Yeah. We had an opportunity. And again, life isn't fair. Life isn't fair. Some people were born in a hut. You know, and some and some people were born with extravagant things, and that's out of your control. What you focus on is what's in your control, and that's how you experience this thing called life. And that's what I focus on. And so it doesn't yeah. matter um, whether I'm doing my laundry or, or in some mansion somewhere. The 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 zeal for life, my energy towards life is always the same, and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to live. I'm excited to live and experience life for as long as I have it. That's awesome, man. That's so awesome. 
So going back, I got to ask you your opinion on one thing. I've asked a lot of my uh, quarantine uh, series guests, uh, especially since you're in the Netflix family now, and, and you share your your stardom with this 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 wonderf- wonderfully casted uh, TV show that just came on. Uh, what is your take on Tiger King? Dog, I watched it, but I didn't really. It didn't really. It had my attention, but not really, man. I was like, it was on. It was just on. And I got all the pieces of it. it. It's like, it almost seemed like it was played up. You never know anymore with these things. Um, silly. I mean, it was yeah, silly. Crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm like, okay. I, I'm not, first of all, I mean, I have, I, but, but I guess I have different opinions about different things. or I have, I have multiple opinions. One, I didn't dig the whole thing with the lions being caged up, obviously, you know, and the yeah, whole thing. Obviously, Tiger Man himself. What's his name? Joe Exotic. What's the guy? Oh yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> inmate, uh, inmate number seven seven six six four three two four, or whatever. <laughs> what, what can you say? The exotic is a great word to describe him. Exotic. Yeah. But I guess I, I guess, I guess the. I guess the question is, is though, like being that you're in the Netflix family and that you're, you know, you're on TV show and all that, should it have the highest views and one of the be one of the one of the highest viewed and most popular shows on Netflix? What does that say about kind of where we're at in our generation? Like, do you think like 10 years ago or 20 years ago that it would it would be the same? Or do you think this is kind of new that like people are enjoying seeing this disaster of like a, a, a team of disaster people crumbling in front of you does that make them feel better and and is that why or is it you know because it is one of the highest viewed shows it is right it is and the but the only the only reason i tuned in was for because of the hype the only reason yeah. i tuned in was because everyone was talking about it that was the only reason and i think yeah. there might be a reason why many people tuned, tuned into it um yeah i i i, I wouldn't have tuned into it turned or tuned tuned into it tuned, uh, yeah. for any other reason it, it wasn't it's it's not my dog and i to be honest with you i as much as i love creating story and telling stories uh i don't watch many movies anymore i'm i'm sucked into the fighting world i'm, I'm yeah, yeah. busy watching you know you know how people watch the view and like the women yeah. women watch the yeah. view and all that like i watch fighting news that way because it's my it's my choice of gossip it's my choice of, you know, it's um, my area of interest. I love combat. I love combat, whether it's uh, l- learning how to do tactical training or just just that whole world. The whole combat world is something I'm into. Um, so but to, to answer your question, yeah, I, I, only to, I don't know why people are tuning in the way they are to this thing. Um, I just know the only reason I tuned in was because it was because of the hype and it, and it didn't really even, I was like, okay, all right, whatever. Yeah. I think we're like, we're like complete opposite, bro. Like, uh, I was a fighter fighting in the UFC at the highest level, but my passion is like film and you're like, you know, you're in the highest level with, with doing TV shows and film and your passion is like fighting. That's crazy. That, that, that's common. That's pretty common. I, I think it's at, Actors are always wanting to be athletes and uh, yeah. and vice versa. 
Yeah, just unfortunately, athletes can't be actors very good. <laughs> they're, they're really bad most of the time. The Rock was a very – it goes with the whole stigma of, like, you know, the person that's the, the, the most unlikely to be something. There's always that one that's the greatest at it, and it's like The Rock. You, you're not supposed to be good at being an athlete and then crossing over into the film world and, and getting being the biggest star, but yet he he's that guy that did it, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think it's his tenacity with his uh... – his um, passion and and his um, his ambition, really, to be honest with you, I think I think he just has a super super strong amb- ambition, and that's what that's 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 that, that's one common uh, one common variable I think for all of us that uh, have done well for ourselves in life is that is your ambition and your ability to see yourself accomplish these things. Obviously, it always takes action. It, you have to follow it up with action. But your ability to believe, your ability to envision and what it is, you know, I, I could honestly say that the only reason I've only accomplished what I, I've accomplished a lot, but I, I even felt like I've held myself back in ways. And for, <clears throat> for quite honestly, the, the lack of belief in myself to some degree, you know, I'm a very, and I'm a very confident person, but I can still say, I, 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 like, why haven't I done this? Why haven't I done that? Why haven't I started my brand? Why haven't I started my apparel line? And it's been out of fear of uh, not 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 accomplishing it, right? But and so I said, I bring that back to the rock to where you know he his he saw in his mind's eye that I could be I can be the highest grossing box office or be a part of the star star of the highest grossing box office films and whatnot. That that was his goal. That personally isn't one of my goals. But um, but but that was his goal, and he envisioned it, and he's, he's fucking done it, man. He's done it. Yeah, you do you remember doing a um a commercial back like ten years ago, where a buffalo was hitting the car, a State Farm commercial. <laughs> but let me tell you something. First of all, first of all, Mark, my my usually my co-host on the show. 10% of my show and as what I like to call him. No, he's a lot more than that, but he, he wants to tell you hello and that he misses being here. He really wanted to be a part of this podcast. He's living vicariously through me. He's in quarantine in his area. We can't even like see each other. Um, but he like, uh, he, he's missing these podcasts, man, big time. And he really wanted to be a part of this one, but he told me about your commercial. I guess he talked to you a while back, but I guess he thought he told me about it before, but I never saw it. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't know you were in it and I didn't see it recently. Yeah, yeah. And so literally today we were talking about the podcast and he's like, man, you got to bring up that commercial that, that he did. Remember that? I'm like, no, I, I don't remember. He's like, dude, you don't remember that, that commercial he did. I told you about, and I was like, no, I don't remember. And we looked it up. So if anybody wants to look it up, all you got to do is Google, all you got to do is Google state farm, Buffalo car. Boop. It'll pop up. No, not Google, YouTube, uh, uh, State Farm Buffalo car. Bro, I'm telling you, dude, let me say something real fast. You were impressive in that, bro. That was like um, an action film, dude. Like you sold that shit. Usually you see like actors that kind of make it and they're on TV shows. And it's like, here's a commercial from 10 years ago. And it's like horrible. It's like garbage. And you're just like, I can't believe they made it. Dude, you, you fucking sold that role, bro. Like you did fucking awesome. Like I was really impressed with that commercial, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to own that. I'm going to own that for a moment and say, first of all, say thank <laughs> you. I am, I will say, I, for, you know, cause early on in my career, I, I did that, like I said, like 10 years ago. Right. And, and I had done quite a bit up until that point, but so many people had recognized me from that commercial and I was like, fuck, 
how is it that I've got movies, TV shows, and you know, my this is my ego. My ego's like, I got these movies and TV shows, but I'm recognized for this fucking 30 seconds. But I gotta say, man, that I am, I am, I'm actually proud of that. Com- I'm proud of that commercial, dude. You and did I'm good, bro. What, I'm proud of what I, yeah, I'm proud of because what was what I'm proud about what I what I had to offer that that uh, commercial was and what I believe made a difference is um listen they wrote it they wrote it but i but i did what i did which is i changed the jingle to like you know how it's normally like a good neighbor stay for him is there you know they, yeah. they do it <laughs> every, every everyone no yeah and I, I, I just played realism i was like well if the buffalo's attacking the car I wouldn't just be like like a good Sing neighbor it. stay for me no i'd be like what the fuck you know I, so I gave it, I raised the stakes <laughs> and awesome. uh, just went there for it. And, and it really seemed to sell the, the bit. So, yeah, man, thank you. And it, it did so well. It, it played for like five years, dog. And it, it was it was it was only supposed to be a national commercial. But I had seen it in Vancouver. I had seen it in Mexico. I had seen it. I'm like, what the fuck? This thing's all over the place. So, um yeah, man, it was it's really cool. It's really cool to be to, I've only done a couple commercials and literally a couple one or two, two yeah, I think two commercials, two, maybe three commercials, and to that one be a hit like that is is pretty awesome. Did you audition for that? Did you got did you have an agent that like kind of yeah, told you just, about it and then you had to go audition? Was it like a lot of people and stuff or, or how'd that go? Tell me yeah, about that process, because uh, I'm curious. So 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 you get an audition, you show up, what is it like? You go, you, you know, it's it's a basically, a, I think, a cattle call. A lot, of, you know, in other words, a bunch of actors are there that that fit some type of a look that they're going for. Sometimes they they don't even have a specific look. Maybe they're looking at all ethnic. Yeah, they were. They're looking at all ethnicities actually. Um, so it means you could be thousands of people that go to the at, least, at the very least hundreds uh, of people that go in for this thing, and. Um, yeah, I, I went in, did my bit. They had me read. What, was it opposite Richard? I think I, Richard and I may have done it in the um, in the casting process. Like, so they had because they had they matched us up with people, and you go in there, do the bit, and then maybe I think they switch you out and try somebody else. Um, and I remember going in there and just get, again adding adding what I did to it, which is raising the stakes, and and they liked it. They played with it. And that's pretty much the process of, of the casting. They, you know, they, they, they give you notes. Maybe you a- ask you to take off a jacket, put on a jacket, sit over here. They change up little things like that. That's the actor you want to know about the process. That's the process. And then you get a call and you let you know if you booked it or not. And then we went out and did it. And um, that's pretty much what it was. And so you did it just like the commercial? Like you, you yelled just like that and, and, and pretty much. the same expression the and everything? I mean, I can't remember what my expression was in the in the casting. But I mean, you room, went you I went full just... on. Like when you when you do the audition, you you go full on, just like when you did it in the in the actual commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta I mean, yeah, for sure. At least That's I crazy, would. Man. I, I would go there. You gotta do it. It's like, yeah, it's not like you try to play, try to play it as real as you can, as much you know. And, and to give you an example, because you're you're talking about the the Buffalo commercial, but. Let's say if it was um, a very physical audition, right? That's something I would, like I say, it's like 
And then he picks up the gun and shoots him. And then you go grab somebody and he pulls and gets like, I wouldn't do all that. You know, I right, wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, mind. Yeah. I would just, yeah. I would just keep it down to the dialogue. But in this case, it was just like, good neighbors, they want me there. So it was just yelling yeah, yeah. And, and, and just being in that, in that moment, uh, I went for it. That was awesome, man. Yeah, anyone it was, listen, it was. check it out on YouTube. That shit is it's a damn good commercial, man. You sold that. You sold that for sure. But, de- but I definitely want to tell people to definitely check out Hentified. Um, plug that away. Um, Absolutely, it's a great. We'll show. We'll put all the details. We'll not- put all the details in the caption below. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's called Hentified or Gentified, if, if you want to pronounce it that way. Um, it's it's a dramedy so it got a bit of comedy and drama in it dramedy, I like it's that. it's half half hour segments only 10 episodes and most people knock it out like within one honestly one or two days knock it out quick yeah not I mean, yeah. but but just speaking, of, speaking of yo i want to i want to talk some ufc real quick because that, that's okay that's let's do I, it i love let's, man let's, well, let's, let's flip the, let's flip the script real fast go ahead your show now no <laughs> i just want to talk about uh, 249. Wait, is it 249? You mean Fight Island? Supposed to come? Yeah, I'm, uh, two two forty nine. Yeah, I think it's uh, two forty nine with uh, Ferguson and Gaethje because Khabib yeah. is in uh, Dagestan. And so I've had I talked to Michelle Watterson in this quarantine series and a little bit about Fight Island. And I talked about uh, Fight Island with Matt Sarah, who's friends with Dana, ex-champion, you know, obviously does the podcast for the UFC. Um, and they had great things to say about it. So I'm trying to get Dana on as one of my guests for the next couple, in, in one of the next couple of episodes, hopefully he'll be able to do it and to talk about this Fight Island. And then uh, obviously, because I've, I've talked about it with so many other people, I'm sure that's what you want to talk about right now. But it, it's true, man. It's, it's, uh, he, he's, 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 He's building a, I mean, from what I, from what I know, I mean, I, I don't know for a fact, I guess, but I'm a hundred percent believing that, that he's building this, uh, literally infrastructure on an Island to put on UFC fights and, you know, and bring sports back during this, this pandemic. And, you know, of course people are like, that's, that's crazy. That's selfish or, you know, you're, you're, people could still catch it, but he's actually, I think. I've heard rumors. Not nothing came from Dana. Nothing came from the UFC. But I think he was. They were going to test everybody. So it's like, you know, it's going to be a situation where it, they're not just going to have people show up and then people have Corona and then give it to everybody. You know what I mean? They, they thought that through. Yeah. But what do, what do you think about that, man? What do you think about this uh, this fight island, dude? Where think, like the, all these huge fights you know, are going to happen and we can watch on TV? Well, I think personally, I think it's awesome if it's if it's a, a possibility. If it's it's um, you know. Obviously, they're taking the the precautions necessary to get it done. And you know, I gotta give Dana props, man, for the the, the fact that like everyone's gonna have their perspective, their opinion, and and I respect everyone's opinion. I understand people who are against it. I understand why they say what they say, but I also understand why he's trying to keep this thing going. That the guy, the guy is the guy has as far as his finances, he's taken care of. It's not. I don't think it's any. Um, he's concerned about his well-being he's gonna be fine um but he, he i think he really wants to provide for this is for many people like their their only outlet for income right and this is what they do um not just the fighters i mean some well and obviously for fight yes for the fighters and fight island yes and i was even thinking about like when he was trying to set shit up on in the the native um land yeah and he was trying to provide 
jobs for people. Uh, a lot of people would be working because of that. And, and I, and I got to say, it's, he was, he's also kind of like being the face of getting, getting the community, getting um, society back in swing, right? While everyone's hiding away in their home, here's someone being like, yo, because we can't, because you can't, all, you also, you can't live in fear, period. Right. You can't live in right. fear. And that's, that's not, that's not a life. So a living, yeah. I think that, I think that, that's both ultimately in my eyes what I what I, that's what uh, stood out to me. It was like someone that was like saying, no, we can't we can't live in fear. We got to keep shit going. We got to keep living our lives. And um, I thought that that to me spoke to me that that uh, was encouraging. Um, so what do I think about Fight Island? I think it's awesome. I think it's I think it, if you take the, the precautions necessary that, that need to be taken. Um, why not? Why not? I'd love, I'd love, I'd be, I'd tune in. I'd tune in. Everybody would, yeah. Imagine the only live sports event going on on TV. So, I mean, like, of course, it's going to get crazy ratings. I mean, think about that. And what a hell of a card. I mean, if that card goes through and they actually do this card, I mean, dude, Gaethje versus Ferguson, holy shit, that's a crazy card. Like, like, those three can match up any which way you want to put them, and that's a hell of a fight. It's a hell of a fight, bro. Yeah. Like either way, Ferguson is a tough fight for Khabib and Gaethje, believe it or not. I mean, some people don't think so, but I think Gaethje is probably the most dangerous fight for Khabib of any of them, in my opinion, yeah. because of how he strikes. And if he does connect one of those punches, which will follow up with another one or you know, another another two, three punches, that could be a danger for Khabib. And Khabib's my teammate. I'm biased. Yeah. And I obviously think he's the best fighter in the world. But I do think Gaethje perform, or uh, you know, presents a, a very dangerous fight for for both of them. And then you got Tony Ferguson, who's just a mental war machine, who's just like relentless, great cardio. Again, he puts up a, a decent fight against uh, Khabib from his back and from from all different angles as well. Um, and then Gaethje too. Overall, you know, the endurance and the 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 stamina and technique and everything so it's it's interesting man what's your take on on let's just i guess go ahead and assume this gaethje ferguson fight's going to happen um well you got you got gaethje who's who's just fearless and you got the wild card with with ferguson they're both warriors right they're both they yeah. both love to get in there and and aren't afraid to try things uh with ferguson his you don't know what he's gonna do necessarily. I mean, I don't even think he does in in in, in the moment. It, it, he's just a he's a flow. He, he flows with whatever he does. He's just flowing. So, um, I think I think it would be a great matchup. I think that uh, it's it's worth watching. And I I yeah. I think for Ferguson is the person who I would favor in that fight personally. Um, I think I am being biased like you are about Khabib, um, and that, I, I want to see that matchup too. But yeah, I, it'll I, happen. I want to see all three of them. I want to see all yeah. three of those fights. You know, <laughs> I want to see even no matter what the result is, were to be, I'd want to see Gaethje fight Khabib as well because I want to see how that how that would turn out, and I want to hear I want to see that um, takedown defense and and see how Khabib would. Handle somebody beside I me. Mean, he he handled. Um, of course, now my names drop um, from from Jersey. What uh, Alaquinta? Alaquinta when he fought. Yeah. Alaquinta. That that was pretty much uh, on their feet as well, right? 
Yeah. But he knocked but down Khabib Connor was too. Was, yeah. But Khabib was saying he kept it. It wasn't so much that he correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Khabib say that he kept it on his feet because he was trying something different? Yeah. That this is the with, issue. Yeah. This is the issue with Khabib. Uh, Khabib is a fighter. He's an all around, just savage fighter. Um, I mean, we saw him uh, knock down Connor who, who fought, you know, Floyd Mayweather in boxing. So, I mean, uh, it wasn't that like, it, it's, it's a mixture of just the way he mixes things up and he can create so much fear from his takedowns because you know, what's going to happen if he gets you down that he can then set up other things that you don't expect because you know, you're so scared to death of getting taken down. Um, now from my knowledge, and I'm not saying anything secret here because it's obviously stuff that Javier's talked about in interviews as well. Um, but just from training at the gym and seeing him, he's a fighter that wants to go out there. And I'll tell you another guy who's like Khabib, who I've seen come up through the years on my team is DC. DC is the same exact way. Um, these guys want to fight. And they want to go out there and they want to strike. They want to they, they want to fight like men unless it goes to the ground. They don't necessarily, even though DC's a world-class wrestler and Khabib is a world-class grappler, wrestler, whatever, Samba, whatever you want to call it, um, just all-around ground machine, that doesn't mean they want to go out there and use that only and win fights. They want to go out there and fight. And so Javier, especially in the beginning, not as much now, but in the beginning it was um, – you know, Javier was having a hard time keeping Khabib from wanting to strike so much and making him stick to his game or his best attribute, which is that that wrestling and that control. And he's just so freaking strong, bro. When he grabs your wrist, it's like a heavyweight. You know, it, it, like when he, like, when he wrestles, I want to experience that. I want to experience it's that. crazy, bro. It's crazy. So, so in the beginning, that's what the problem was. Was like. Yeah, you're you're great at everything, and you can strike. And Hal's been working with them for so long, but just don't take the chance. Let's just get out there and do your thing, and just kill these guys, you know, and because you can do it. And Khabib just wants to fight. So you know, there's been multiple times where Hal's in the corner, and he's like, "No, stop, go down, go down, you know, t take him down. Use your use your clinch, use your your wrestling." Um, and now he's evolved so much. He's so good at everything, you know. It's like he he can fight anyone anywhere. Um, and DC was the same way. DC just loves to fight and. He's a hard one to to get to stick to his wrestling too. He wants to go out there and fight. And and his fight with Stipe, like, I mean, if he made it a wrestling match, if he if he made it a wrestling match to just win the fight, he could win all day long. He could win all day long. I mean, he could win every fight. But he's a fighter, and he goes out there with guys that are good strikers, and he strikes with them. And and that's and you know he, he that's just who he is. And no matter what you tell him, he's going to fight his fight. And and he. And, and he's one of the top all-time pound-for-pound fighters still, you know, even though even though he didn't have to stick to his one thing that he's the, the greatest at. You know, let me ask you a question, being that, you know, you're, you're a professional fighter yourself, even though you're retired, you're still a fucking fighter. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fighter. I'm not a professional fighter, but I'm a fighter in life. You got to have that spirit. So that I, I want to ask you something about what it seems to be, like, fighters are, are very um, – confident people but at the same time they could be very insecure it seems like yep about about like you, you just said about uh going in there and like shit like obviously obviously you can get hurt but um well how, how do i ask this question it's like stuff like you said you know you know okay here we go you said earlier earlier on you never know <laughs> until you're in the fight if you can go a full 
uh, five rounds, a full 30 minutes. Like, but I, I'm over here talking to myself. I'm like, well, if you've done it in practice, uh, you know, training, I mean, you're, you're training full out. You're training hardcore the whole time. I don't understand why you would think that you couldn't last the 30 minutes. Okay, I was talking about <clears throat> I was talking about in the beginning of your career when you're finding yourself as a fighter. Um, mm -hmm. Even John Jones, I mean, when you see his earlier fights, he's evolved and his confidence grew as he fought. And the reason that is is because John Jones didn't know he was John Jones when he first fought. You know, when he first started fighting, he had to figure it out. Um, it isn't a it isn't a question of can you go thirty minutes or can you go fifteen minutes. You, the way we train at AKA, we know we have cardio going in. The issue is how are we going to maintain that cardio during the fight? How are we going to perform under the pressure? How are we going to uh, deal with the other fighters' pressure? Can we take those punches? Or, do I have a good jaw? I mean, you don't know, bro. You you can't just be born and, and grow up in Texas like I did and, and not get hit that much and not get in street fights because I never got in street fights or anything and know you have a good jaw and, and not be afraid to get punched. I was afraid to get punched. I was in Taekwondo, but I was afraid to get punched in the beginning because I didn't know how good my jaw was. I didn't want to get knocked out, you know? So like I was trying to not get hit as much as I could and, and work on my strikes and so you have to learn as you go. And, and, and I wasn't insecure. I, I'm going to touch on what, what, what you're asking because I, I, I kind of can relate to the – I can give you an example that relates to what you're talking about. But I wasn't insecure as like a – I wasn't fearful of fighting and, and putting it on the line. Like I was, I was a warrior when I went out there and fought. But it took me a while to get confident in myself and my abilities until I went out there, um, stepped up to the plate, and did it. And then, and then that told me, okay, I have, you know, I can handle the pressure. Okay. I can throw some punches and knock people out. Okay. I can take some punches and not get knocked out. Um, okay. I can grind and, and, and be okay if I get tired and understand that, that, you know, my body can go farther than, than, than you think it can, you know? So th that confidence grows with experience, which is why guys that's had 20, 30 fights can, can fight better and, and, you know, a, a little bit, you know, a little bit more confidently than guys that have less fights because they haven't built that yet. Um, but what you were saying about there's a lot of fighters that are insecure, that's true. A lot of your real tough, tough fighters that are like your savage fighters, it's a mental sport. It's a mental game. And if, if you <coughs> haven't seen this documentary, a good documentary you can watch that I just watched the other night is War Machine documentary. War Machine is the guy who was an MMA fighter. It's on YouTube. It's actually on YouTube. And you can type in okay. War Machine documentary. I think it's, uh, I forgot the name of it. I'll send it to you. But you can search it on YouTube. But it's, uh, it's a documentary about him. Now, he is the one that dated the porn star Chrissy Mack and then just beat the crap out of her, like almost killed her, beat up her, the guy that he caught her with, even though they were already broken up for like three months. And he ended up getting caught, going to prison. And, and now he's like locked away for like 20-something years. But it goes into his life. And, it, and, and you, can, you can really see what you're talking about, the insecurities, and there's different type of fighters. And he's that type of fighter that, like, you look at and you're scared to death of. He's savage. He's got alpha stuff and grenades on his hands. And, you know, he's just – he's the most, like, intimidating-looking person from the way he fights to the way he acts to the way he – whatever he does – but when you start hearing things about him, like he was on The Ultimate Fighter, you start hearing interviews and he starts talking about his life. He was a very disturbed, insecure, confused individual who should have got help a lot earlier and didn't. 
and then you know he got thrown into prison or jail yeah. and for whatever for whatever reason they kept him in solitary confinement which i think with his disorder already solitary confinement for like however many several months in a row that they had him in solitary confinement and then just let him out in the world wasn't probably a, another good thing and then he went on to like just have a savage altercation with his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend yeah. and ended up in prison but if, if you're looking for the psyche of kind of like what you were saying about how some fighters that are that are dangerous are really insecure that's that's an example i'll check it out you know because i mean uh, fighting for me or, or training for me uh, has been, I, I think, I think everyone should train everyone. Cause it's actually, um, it's even helped me get to know myself on a deeper level. So like when right. I first, I've, I've always enjoyed fighting since I was little, like I used to pick fights in the street just for fun. But, um, matter of fact, I mean, I should have, I should have fought, but then you got brain damage and then all this other shit. So <laughs> that's the thing my mom wanted to be fighting. But, um, when, when I started sparring, my first reaction was, was this, right? Like you're, you're, you kind of cover up and you turn away. But over time, like you learn to compose yourself for to face adversity, right? Compose yourself and then you learn to block and think under the under the pressure. And I loved, I loved the, the mental aspect. I, I think the majority of people that haven't trained. Uh, they don't understand that it, that fighting is more mental, like you said, than anything. Sure. And um, what it what it can build is a lot of action, a lot of self confidence. Once you know what it, you know, you can like this. And I, I'm obviously not a professional fighter, but I I know what I can handle myself. I know how to take care of myself, and that's something that you uh, it's a confidence you gain from from doing this training. And you gotta you gotta understand who you are, especially when you get your ass kicked too. You know, like you're like fuck. And if when it's that fight or flight type thing that kicks yep. in, uh, yep. you learn about that. You're like, oh shit, okay. I, oh, I got cracked with that shot and I got dazed, but I was still able to uh, shake it off, and I I still wanted to come back. Or maybe you get you get cracked real good, and you go to the corner and you have to make a decision: Do I want to keep doing this? Or not, and and if you know, you find out in that moment of who you are, and so I, right. I love I love that whole experience and um, learning learning about myself through all that. So and you, I just and you know, was, it's not about was, yeah, it's not about it's not about learning to block, which gets you uh, to a point where you're you're not turning away and you're not cowering from punches. It's it's getting hit. It's when mm -hmm. you've been hit enough times that you realize, okay, I can take this, you know, like yeah. it's not going to kill me. It's not going to bother me. When you get that, that confidence comes in, then you're, you, you stop turning away and, and you start pushing forward and just turning your head down, lifting your arms up. You obviously do learn to block because you don't want to get hit and take damage. But that confidence of knowing that if you do get hit, because if someone's throwing a punch at me for me to block, I have to be confident knowing that if I miss that block or, 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 you know, that whatever, I can still take that punch and I'm not going to be, it's not going to be over for me. I'm confident in that. If I'm not confident in that, I can't properly block those punches. I'm going to be turning away and running or lifting my Makes head up and, and backing up. So that confidence has to build first. Then when you get that confidence, then you don't worry about letting those guys punch at you and you try to like move and bob your head and, and paw and parry the punches because you know that if it does get through, it's not going to hurt you, but you also can, can block it and not take one and then and give one back, you know? So, and then this is another thing. 
going on what you said about people should train to fight. I agree 100%, man, because like I'm a fighter and that's the reason I've had what success I've had um, in, in business and other things because of that confidence from that I've picked up from fighting, I use into business now. And I yeah. think that, conf that I think the confidence from training and fighting, like jujitsu, for instance, when you're learning to get better and you get arm bars on people and you can start submitting people and that alphaness comes out where you know you can control a situation against an average person or or maybe even a blue belt or eventually a purple belt. Um, or you can start you can spar with, uh, you know, decent guys and hold your own that confidence helps you in your other career, be it that you're an accountant or you're maybe a, you know, a lawyer or you're whatever you are, that confidence never hurts. And I think it's, it's good for everybody to train in some form of fighting. A hundred percent. Your body, your, your brain rather, this, when you, you get stressed, whether it's physical or, or uh, just mental, like dealing with something, stress is stress. And, and when you're, I believe, combat whether it be jiu-jitsu muay thai boxing all those things it teaches you how to handle that how to handle stress and how to, right. especially breath control right it always goes back to that how to, so so i promote people to train preferably aka thailand <laughs> yes <laughs> you know? sir yes sir that uh that they train because it, it helps you throughout helps, helps you with your composure and and facing adversity in life that's why we get so many people like aren't are the majority of our uh, guests that come to AK Thailand are not fighters, man. They're not even wanting to be fighters. And, and that's why our Muay Thai program is so popular. And it just consists of everyone, uh, ladies, kids, adults from the professional, their professional careers that have nothing to do with fighting. Um, but they come here and they train Muay Thai, you know, with world champion Muay Thai trainers alongside other people like themselves and alongside fighters that are fighting professionally, like Manel, who's fighting and rising, just got signed by the UFC, you know, Tyron Woodley's training in there. So they might have Tyron next to him doing some bag work or something or pad work. So that, that, you know, that experience is why they come to AK Thailand and train there. Cause we're like one big family and, and that's what they, they like. And, and they're not trying to be fighters. They're not trying, a lot of them aren't trying to even learn to defend themselves. They're not trying to, to see themselves in an environment where they have to like defend their family or something, which they, they can obviously it will help, but they just want to come get that experience. And, and, and like you said, that experience alone is an experience. It's fun. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's like alpha. It's camaraderie. It's like, it's exhilarating, you know, you grow, you grow, you grow as a person for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you handle the stress. You handle the pressure, you handle the pain because you're tired or you bump your feet or your hands, you know, you scratch them up or something. You, you, you get to handle little things that make you stronger mentally, you know, and like you push through. So, God damn it. Yeah. Got me, got me itching to get back in the fired up? So let me ask you, what's the first thing, what, what's the first thing you're going to do when uh, the shelter in place is over and you actually get to get out and go do something? Like what, what's the first thing that you're looking forward to on, on your list to, to do? Well, honestly, I mean, if if uh, let's say let's say I didn't take, I didn't do the testing, right? And because I took that test, the COVID nineteen test, so I can go see right. my family eventually. Uh, it would probably obviously go see my mom. Go see my mom. That's that's first and foremost. Make sure she's good. I mean, she, she is good, but because um, I talked to her on the phone and stuff. But gotta see your parents. Um, besides that. Fun wise, like what? What are you looking? What are you missing the most? Like fun wise, the gym. Yeah, no, no. Fun. The get gym, back, yeah. Get back, 
back in the fucking gym, man. I, I need to get, get back to work. Um, I was, I've been dabbling with jujitsu more and more. Um, and Muay Thai, you know, boxing is my strength. That's what I've done the most. But uh, I, I, I want to get down and, and uh, get down on the ground and, and get more jujitsu. Because uh, Machado's gym, John Shock Machado is, is right down the street from me. Yeah. So, as I got, I got to go head over there and check that out, and uh, yeah, just learn, man, just learn. And I'll also, you also, I also want to do is I'm going to do is some tactical training. Yeah, there you go. That's I would think that would, I would think that would be uh, I would think there'd be places for that there in LA for for the actors that are doing these action films and stuff. Like I, I would think yeah. there'd be some kind of like tactical, ran by some Navy tact- Seals or some shit. Terran Tactical has one in Simi Valley, which is probably the closest one. There's uh, there's a couple others. I have a couple friends that that uh, that have the just starting their own. But uh, yeah, that that whole that whole I told you that whole world is what I'm into because I, for myself, I think it's always good just to to learn those things. Is to my my ult, my my goal is to be my version of an ultimate warrior, period. And I can yeah. also apply i can also apply those skills to the type of film and television that i want to do right the type of projects i want to do i have i have fun doing comedy and drama and all that stuff but i've realized that because i love to be active that the world of action um more stuff that's more kind of grounded in in reality i mean it's fun to do the to do the Fast and Furiouses and, and you know, those other type yeah. of things, but I'm, I like I like the Black Hawk Down. I like yeah. the Saving Private Ryan. You know, I would love to do a, a great MMA or just some type of combat, physical combat boxing uh, film where, you know, it's uh, you're telling the story of let's say Chavez, to you know, Cesar Chavez, and but 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 there's some elements of going to the gym and, and doing real work. You know, uh, right. being keeping keeping it realistic. Uh, I like those stories. So I think I'm, I'm getting, yeah, I think yeah, about I see you, dude. <laughs> like Vanderlei Silva over there, dude, getting all pumped up. Get going. But yeah, man, that, that's, I, I'm eager to get back into training and uh, getting ready for, basically getting it, getting ready for those type of roles. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, I'll stay in touch with you and uh, like we always do. And, and we'll have you back on again in the future when you, when you want to talk about your next big project, obviously when this thing is over with, hopefully you know, I'll be out there, street. bro. I'm I hope, a, yeah, I hope to see you, man, when this is over. That'd be great, dude. Hang out again and, and do some cool shit. I'm more eager to get back out there more than ever now that this thing is, because uh, because before I was like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get back out there, guys. I'm gonna get back out there. No, I'm gonna do a couple of trips. But now I'm like, fuck, with shit like this happening, I'm like, I'm gonna hurry up and get back out there for sure. Dude, this is what I'm trying to tell people. Like, like, oh, man, if I. Like, like, think about it like this. Okay, so this is this is one situation where we've been taken away from our freedom of traveling and doing things, and we know it's going to be over with. We know it's not going to be serious to to extent of being like detrimental to life as we know it or whatever. Um, but you never know, man. This thing could have been ten times more deadly than it is, and you know other things could come out as well. Like, like, like say something comes out in Brazil or, or in some parts of Africa or some one of these tropical islands, maybe Thailand, somewhere else where, you know, it gets contaminated or there's some kind of crazy virus and you can't go there in the future. You know what I mean? Or you're limited on what you can do. It's like, this should be a lesson 
to not be a a not be complacent on our lives and the freedom that we have and two to get out and do stuff while you can because for for our children coming up they may not be able to go to certain areas of the world and and see certain things because of viruses or because of uh some weird nuclear uh, you know leaks you know or some kind of like crazy shit so it's like this should be a lesson for people to just live a little bit if you want to see the world and and do stuff because just Mm. like this happened something 10 times worse could have been this you know and we could have been screwed and and a lot more people dead, uh, you know, a lot less likely to travel and possibly never travel again without masks and without protective gear. So once this is over with, man, I think it's definitely time for people to get out and do something. And I recommend yeah, come but- to AK Thailand for all you people if that's if that's what you and know. But I'm just I'm saying, saying I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I'm saying in in, in reality not, though, I'm get out, kidding. get out like you did in Costa Rica. Get out and do something, man. See the world because, dude, I'm telling you, I, I have like a real. I don't know. I have a real dark premonition of the future. I feel like I feel like it's not going to be this free of the world for that for that much longer. You know, I think it's things are going to start closing down and like in the in the future it's not going to be like it is now, man. It's just it's too many people, too much shit going on and I just think eventually we're going to be just confined in smaller and smaller groups, my opinion. Possible. Hey, it's possible, but until then, I'm going to enjoy what we got while we got it. Got to. Got to, man. You got to. I hear you, brother. So when this is over with, man, I'm gonna get you out here and uh, sure. we'll have another good time. For sure, I'll, I'll set a we'll set a date. Well, thanks for giving me your time for this, man. It's been a great conversation. Uh, loved your show. You didn't think I watched it, did you? I didn't think you watched it. I really didn't. I, I didn't think. Yeah. That's why I was hitting you, you up initially. You're my boy, dude. Watched, you're my boy, dude. I was like, he ain't gonna watch. He's got too much on his plate. It's not. It's not in his. Like I, I thought the old few would watch because you know it's dramas, action stuff. You know, yeah. the suspense. But this, I wasn't so sure you'd watch it. But I'm glad you did because, well, it's a dope show number one, um, and uh, so we could talk about it too as well. It's a testament for people that's watching this that might not be in that culture because I'm not, but I enjoyed it and I watched it. You know, I could have just watched a couple episodes and just said, told you, hey, I watched the first few. I'll watch the, the rest later. You know, I could have very easily done that. But I'll be honest with you, bro. I wanted to check it out because it's you. I'm always going to check out your stuff for sure. And if it got to a point where I just hate, hated it or something, I just skimmed through it or something. And like, you know, you, get, you know, Bree Sue kind of thing. But I'm telling you, bro, it's so good. And it, and, and it kept me into it that I watched the whole thing, man. And just a few days, so maybe like, it was like maybe three days. I watched the whole thing, you know, and like, uh, it's a, it's a great show. And, and I hope there's a part two and, and regardless, I just can't wait to see what else you do, man. You, you don't, you don't fail, man. You, you kill it. Even this state farm commercial when people freaking YouTube this thing, dude, everything you, you do, you, you kill it, bro. You kill it, man. So I'm always a fan Appreciate of yours for life. Can't wait to see you coming out with something, something new. And, uh, um, you know I'm gonna watch it, so we'll be talking about that in the future. I got awesome, some things bro. in the works. I'll talk to you about. I'll talk to you about it then. All right, man. Awesome, man. And hey, thank you again for uh, being on the podcast and giving me all your time. This was a good long podcast, so we got some good conversation Much out. Love. Much love, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Take care, brother. All right, there you have it, guys. JJ Soria, good friend of mine. Um, it's always great talking to him. I mean, this was a long podcast. Um, I think it just got better and better. He, he's such a motivating person, inspiring person. Um, he's a great actor. He, he's very humble, man. He downplays, he downplays himself a lot, you know, but he's a, he's a great actor that works really hard. 
Um, and that's why he gets the roles that he does. And then that's why he performs in those roles so well, which gets him other roles in the future. Um, so hopefully you got something from this podcast and, and, and you can take something away from this. We covered so many different subjects and it was just great to talk to him again. And, uh, it's such a great conversation. We're in quarantine right now and, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned. Please subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube and you're on the audio platforms, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, uh, please subscribe there uh, and check us out on YouTube. It's always better to watch. Um, you know, you get a better experience if if you have the time. Um, definitely, certain parts of it um, come to YouTube. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Give us a subscribe. We're trying to build our subscribers so we seem like we're doing good and and we're cool like the other podcasts. But uh, most importantly, thanks for for watching. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Sweet.